Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, your mom, joined as always by your dad. Not always, but hi. Hi. Nice to have you back. I missed yes, you last yes, week. No, proving that it's not always, I'm just saying. Well, you were with me in spirit mm-hmm. last week. <laughs> hi. Hi. Uh, yeah, we're back together. Uh, shouldn't have any problems doing that for a while. Yeah. Yep. Things are going to be pretty calm. Uh, cocktail of the week is margaritas once again. Lime juice, Cointreau, tequila. I'm, my operating theory is that everyone loves tequila. Everyone loves margaritas in some form or fashion. I do. You do. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like a very accessible cocktail. Like yeah. It's not really a fancy cocktail where you like have to know anything or put on an air. Yeah, there's no just, weird stuff in yeah, it. Just, it's not like, like oh, green chartreuse and. I mean, I drank them in high Bronca. school at Chi Chi's. <laughs> They're very unpretentious. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I'm not sure that was legal. It was not, but it was closer to legal at the time. <laughs> so, uh, so that's cocktail of the week. Let's see. Uh, dog updates. Everybody's doing pretty good. We got no real updates, I don't think, since. I did the podcast myself. We haven't. Yeah, they they had just been at the vet, right? Yep. So everybody's everyone's doing, doing well. Fine. Riley still has one eye. Well, he's got both. One yeah, working. Well, one doesn't seem to be working. I think yeah. that one's pretty finished. Hopper keeps mirroring for extra food after dinner. Ugh. That remains the same. So we did it. T- so like hops, co- <laughs> we're sitting on the couch. We sit on the couch every night, <laughs> and she goes into the kitchen to the point where she can look at us, and then she's like. And then she has this real desperate look on her face. Where she could go out to the porch, right? So we're kind of, we're in tune with the mirf mirf from her and Venk because sometimes it means I really got to go outside. Yeah. No. So I get up and I'm like, show me what you want. And she walks me into her bowl, stands in front of her bowl, looks at the bowl, looks at me, looks at the food hamper, looks at me. And so I was like, she's, I feed her the same amount as queso. Queso doesn't get hungry at night. Queso weighs one and a half times. Way bigger. Yeah. But I was like, maybe, you know, maybe queso's metabolism is slow because she's old. Yeah. So I did an experiment last week where I gave Hobbs double dinner. She got twice as much for dinner as normal. And I'm like, if it's really the case that she's hungry, this will take care of it because she's going to get double dinner. No. Pretty much exactly the same time, couple hours after dinner. Meep, meep. Yeah. So she's just gotten in the habit, which we have reinforced, of begging for extra food. Yeah. Turns out the money move is to give her half the food <laughs> and then give her half the food again. And she'll feel like, oh, I got extra food. <laughs> I mean, the good thing is that her weight is stable. So it's not like she's getting fat from these extra meals. She weighs no, the I, same. She goes on runs with you and stuff. I mean, it's it's she's not in danger. Yeah, she's fine. So... We just indulge her and give her her extra dinner, sometimes twice. Tonight she got d- two extra dinners. I mean, the, the extras are small. It's not the same size as regular dinner. Oh, is that right? Is that the, is that, <laughs> just, is that the way you do it? Huh. No, I give, them a, you give her like half of a normal of a portion. Scoop, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing else going on with the girls. Everything's good. Um, so that's dog updates. So uh, Yeah. Should we talk about the new toy or is that for next time maybe? Oh, yeah. No, we can talk about the new toy. Uh, you all had sent us this video that went around of this older dog, who's gold, golden retriever, 
laying on the floor. Clearly an old gold retriever. <laughs> and she's got a little button in front of her. And when she whacks the button with her paw, food comes out of a little dispenser, which is like separate from the button. And the button goes, boy, oy, 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 oy. Yeah, that's good. That's exactly what it sounds like. And, and so the dog just like hits the button, looks at the dispenser. The dispenser pops out a treat. Dog eats the treat. Goes back, whacks the button again. <laughs> so a bunch of you sent it and were like, oh my gosh, you should get this. So I bought it yeah. for like 70 bucks. This is why we need you to support the podcast because... But it's like a remote control button. I mean, to its defense, it's wireless. <laughs> yes, yes. No, it's great. Uh, it's wireless. Um, but still, 70 bucks for that treat dispenser. I can dispense treats for free. I do. Yeah. In fact, I do. But uh, so many of you sent it that were like, all right, we should get this. And uh, so it came on Friday. I haven't put it on the snaps yet, but Hops apparently has figured it out. I think she's figured it out. We've we've tried to encourage her and try to teach her to like, you know, don't try to knock over the treat dispenser part, which smells yeah. like treats. Instead, bang on this button and go boing, boing, boing. So she did it with her nose a few times and yeah. noticed it. And of course, Vank was at the exit, you know, at the funnel of the treat dispenser just chomping all the treats that came out that's the only downside the the button is away from the dispenser so hops has to move away from the dispenser to push the button and by the time she gets back to the dispenser after it's dispensed vink has been just horked off yeah so the, the system is really hopper gives vinkman treats <laughs> yes and she has not yet <laughs> hopper has not yet learned to not hope she still has hope that she will get some of yeah, those treats. and she probably gets one or two. It dispenses <laughs> like a handful of these. Yeah, the treats I got were too snaps. small. They're like the little Charlie Bear. So it's a little waterfall treats. of treats, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Vink is just standing there with her mouth open under the waterfall. <laughs> nah. That was very funny. It is pretty. It'll There'll be some good videos, I think. I suspect there'll be some good videos. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to, I've got, I've got one thing on campus, but I'll have time here, so I'll. Try to get some good footage. Yeah, it's going to be good. To put on the... See if Hop still remembers. She's smart, though. She was a puppy star. Yeah, she's a smart dog. Any other dog updates? I don't think so. Everybody's pretty good. No, you know, Riley, we're going to have to, you know, give you up for adoption at some point. Yeah, yeah can't tough. wait to get you out of the house can't because be tough, you're yeah. not at all affectionate yeah. or nice and don't get <laughs> along with any of the other dogs. Yeah. Not yeah. snuggly. Not, not your boyfriend. Not at all my boyfriend. Boyfriend, he's right here like... Keeps looking at me and petting him with He's my fine. foot. He's fine. He doesn't speak English. Um, so, yeah, dogs are good. <coughs> we're recording this on we're Sunday. We're being sarcastic, by the way. Yes, Riley's great. He's great. So, we're recording on Sunday just to make sure we get one done this week. <laughs> and uh, so, That's I fun. ran 20 miles today. Like, this is the first weekend GR Dad and I have had, like, together just at home in, like, literally, I don't know how long. It could have been. We were together in Florida. Which yeah, is kind of like home, but it was you know there's more going on. It was travel time and stuff. And yeah, you know. we may not have had just a weekend with us here since November. It's been a while. It's been a long time, uh, and so we spent all day just kind of hanging out. Yesterday, went out to dinner with friends, uh, and then hung out this morning. Went it, shopping. Yeah, yeah, we went shoe shopping today. Not unsuccessfully, but yeah, shoe shopping for dear dad. Um, and then it, we got home. It was like one o'clock. I'm like. I'm going for a run. Because uh, it was what? In the 60s, right? It was, it was yeah, it was in the 60s. And all I do is run, basically. <laughs> but we've had so few weekends together that like I kind of can do it and you don't notice. But I left here at like 1 o'clock and then I got back here at 7 o'clock. I ran all day. Yeah, you were texting. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, there was some driving involved. I didn't run 
for six hours. I ran for five hours. You went and you parked at the cupcake place and then you ran. Georgetown cupcake. My whole plan was like, if I, cause I was like feeling real tired. Uh, you know, I've been sick and, uh, and then Thursday and Friday I was in Columbus, Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. And, uh, and it was fine. I didn't see very much of it. Um, cause I was kind of staying outside of the main part of Columbus and my flight, I had to get up like in the fives no. to fly there and to fly back. I never get up at five oh anything. And uh, so it was real tough. Two days in a row in the fives. Two right? days in a row. And so Thursday when I got there, they had said it, you know, my flight got in at like 9 a.m. and I didn't have to go to the event until like 2.30. So they had set it up so my hotel room would be ready for me. And I had these big plans that I was going to like go check in. There's a great trail running park just a couple miles from the hotel. I was going to like take a lift over to the park, run for like three or four hours and then have plenty of time to like get ready for my event. And instead what happened is I checked into my hotel room at 9.15 and by 9.20 I was asleep in a very nice Hilton bed and slept until like one in the afternoon. And then of course could not fall asleep at night and so was up until like two and then I had to get up at like five something to come home. And uh, stayed up on Friday, so I was, I've been sort of sleep deprived. And uh, then, like last night, I started getting these weird cold symptoms because apparently the flu and pneumonia was not enough. Now I've got what I think is a very small cold. It seems to like have come on last night and is already getting better. But like my throat was sore and my sinuses were swollen. And so when it's like one o'clock, I'm like, I have to run. Like I'm in the really heavy part of my training for the hundred miler. And I literally at some point just like laid down on the couch and I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I'm going to go do this. I'm like, look, I might just go run 10 miles if I'm, you know, cause I, there's a kind of natural turnaround point five miles from where I park. If I feel like crap, I'll turn around and come back. And instead, once I got going, it was great. And I promised myself, like, if I do the full 20 miles that I have planned, I'm going to get cupcakes when I'm done because I parked right by Georgetown Cupcake. And I did. <laughs> I did 20.2 miles and uh, so got us some cupcakes, which was great. Nice pink box. Yep. Georgetown Cupcake. Uh, really hyped. And the main one is, of course, in Georgetown, which is not where I was running. Actually, I did run to Georgetown, but uh, the... That's not the cupcake place. That's not the one that I went to. I went to the one in Bethesda. So it is Georgetown Cupcake. is the same cupcakes, but it doesn't have the big lines of tourists like they have at the one in Georgetown. So... They probably don't have as much of that anymore, do they? I mean, oh, that yeah. show is a bit No, played. they still do. Wow. When I'm, like, I get my hair cut down there and there's Cupcake always... Cupcake tourism. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Um, so anyway, I got home from my run and I texted GR Dad. I was at, like, mile 15-ish. And I was like, uh, all right, I got five miles to go. I'll be done in about an hour. Uh, you want to get burgers and tater tots for dinner? Because <laughs> this is totally what I'm thinking of. At mile 15 of a run. Yeah, we have this great bar near us where it has, like, really good tater tots. <laughs> yeah. We uh, talked about it, we have. I don't know if we have. The Quarry House Tavern, um, it's in the basement of this building, and the building caught fire a few years ago. Um, like, one of the Chinese restaurant that was on the first or second floor caught on fire. And so the Quarry House Tavern had to move out of the basement because the whole building... was condemned. Yeah, it was all messed up. It was a big fire. And they moved across the street into the place that had been the Pirate's Tavern, which was a pirate-themed bar. And if you watch Bar Rescue, 
They did an episode on Yo it. Ho Ho and a Bottle of Dumb. That's the name of the bar rescue on it, uh, which I'm sure you can probably find if you dig around. It is a really good one if you like bar rescue. And even if you don't, it's just an interesting study in strange. It is, the, I think, the craziest episode of Bar Rescue. I, I've seen I, all the episodes. I agree. I mean, I'm partial because I'm interested because it was close and, you know, we walked by it a lot. But it is also really obviously going to fail as a bar. That's so weird. And so I remember when they came here and did that makeover because it's in Silver Spring, Maryland, which is our town. And uh, they turned it into a bar called Corporate Bar, which I think was kind of a fuck you to the pirate people because um, it's not the best theme. But they had this sort of like corporate dude on the outside. And literally like the day after they left, there was a pirate eye patch on the dude. And they just reverted it all back to the terrible pirate theme. <laughs> and then they closed like two weeks later. Uh, and the space had been empty. So the Corehouse Tavern moved into there. And then they were there for like two years, I think, until the building was finally done. So they completely renovated everything, and the new Quarry House Tavern looks identical to the old one. All the stuff was new. We went, I think, the day they reopened. I think the bathrooms are nicer, right? The bathrooms were, like, it's all graffitied in the bathrooms, like people write on the walls with Sharpies. So they were clean, but yeah. that's it. I mean, it was very, the place was clean, but it looked exactly the same, like low ceiling, basement, dive bar, um, but they have, like, a book of beers and ciders and really good tater tots and burgers um so it's actually like great everything about it is great it's just like but it's like a you know good stuff not expensive decently crowded but not too full most of the time it's like all sorts of good yeah they have all these beers on tap they have a full bar it's just real nice it's just a nice little neighborhood bar yep it's real good too excellent tater tots really great tater tots and so uh when i run 20 miles i can eat whatever the hell i want so i was like (laughs) let's go there so we were there and i was telling my uh, i was telling gr dad about my plans for the golden ratio live show i'm still not quite sold on this he's not convinced i am super excited um so you all are gonna have to give us some feedback so Here's what I picture, because uh, I've been listening, of course, to a lot of My Favorite Murder, and they are like the most popular and podcast in the country. My dad wrote a porno did this, too. They do it, too. They do these live shows. And I'm like, I think I could put together an awesome live show for us. And so the dogs would, of course, have to be there, which means sorry, people pig. who are not on the East Coast, because uh, so I'm picturing... One live show, and then we, if it goes really well, then we can go on tour. But just one to start. I can't. All right. We're going to go on tour. We're going to. We're not a band. I'm going to put a poll up once we release the podcast. Ah, We're going to see. I'd have to quit my job and go on tour. No, no, no. Like the My Favorite Murder people, they do all of their live shows on the weekend. Like they have regular jobs, or at least one of them, like, writes, has a regular nine to five job. Mm. Um, so we're going to do it like a Saturday or a Sunday. I'm thinking the GW Lisner Auditorium. This is where like David Sedaris does his stuff. They probably have like 2,500, 3,000 seats or something. Yeah. Know. I'm just making these numbers up. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no background. Yep. Um, but let's say a thousand, if we can get, get a thousand people in there. Um, okay. So on the stage, we're going to get a big giant area rug and a couch and then a bunch of dog toys and just like a little pin 
like the little like baby gate stuff, but not like with the big wide stuff, more like just the little mesh. So the dogs don't wander off the stage because they totally would. Uh-huh. But I'm I'm talking like a like two 16 by 10 area rugs. We got a big, the whole stage has a space. We get to sit on the couch in the middle. So we're going to like do the live show from there. And then the dogs will just kind of like be able to be on the rug and like doing whatever they want. They'll be sleeping. Oh they'll be God. tugging on it, making squeaky sounds like that's all fine. I don't even know. All right. And then so that's just like the setup. You got me and your dad sitting on the couch. Just us talking. though. Who wants to see just us talk? OK, so I'm thinking it would probably have to be about an hour and a half to <laughs> make it worth it. Um, Can't talk for an hour and a half. I 100% can talk for an hour and a half. <laughs> I do this regularly as my job. This is true. Um, so I will make us cocktail of the week on stage. And then, since I finally will have a drink with the people, we'll do a Jen bad date story. Oh, see, that's a draw. People will pay for your catastrophic date stories because they are catastrophic. So I really can like put that together, like practice that. We'll do... The Jen bad date story. Are they gonna be? Is there gonna be a PowerPoint? Is it gonna be? Yeah, I mean, I think there's gonna be slides. <laughs> so, uh. I, I probably I was thinking like, I don't want to show a picture of the guy. For, I mean, I don't think I still have a picture of the guy, uh, from who I like met on Match. It could be visual aids. Though, okay. but, I could, but I do have my picture from my online dating profile. I still have that, which has me and my two previous dogs in I've it. I've never seen that. Oh. oh, that one with you. I'm in like a yellow dress sitting oh, no, on the. Oh, sitting on the floor. Is sitting that like on the patio. And with I've the got, dogs. With Pi and K. Yeah. It's a cute picture. You used to have it as a Twitter handle, I think. Yes, it was my profile picture yeah, for a while. Yeah, that's a hot picture. Yeah, well, I got, took that picture for my online dating profile and it worked. No kidding. I got a lot of dates. You got me. Well, you didn't come from the online dating, though. No. But you did see the profile picture, I guess. And then you were like, oh, damn. Yeah. I'd best be nice to that lady. She's got two big dogs. Yeah. <laughs> So that can go up there as a visual aid. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and you don't have to give it all away now. We, we, there, there, you got ideas. You got yeah, ideas. yeah. So there's going to be a GR mom bad date. Um, we could do like a GR mom and dad origin to follow that. We've got the pictures of the first time we met. Christian has that picture still. We gotta stop throwing stuff away. The hockey game. I got <laughs> we that still. Stop throwing stuff away. Here's how good I was about that. So the first time GR Dad and I met was at a hockey game, and it a hockey game in 2011. And I still had the ticket stub, and in fact, a few years ago went into like a framing shop here. And I brought the ticket stub and a picture from our wedding, and it's I had them framed. Nice. They're side by side. It's hanging upstairs. It's very nice. So I throw out unnecessary stuff, but I keep the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't tossed me yet. You're the best. You're uh, the best yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm still skeptical that people will actually want to want just talk for an hour and a half. I think this is very odd. We can do like the full dog origin stories, which I know like we've got in some of the episodes, but we can like. Uh, like we sort of talked through it gently, but we can show so like more pictures. People, it's just gonna be us sitting there talking. It's you can so tell weird. a story in Australian. Oh slash no, German. no, no! I won't be drunk enough. I don't think so. That is a whole nother level of embarrass. <laughs> Holy crap! This is hard enough on a podcast, which isn't real. I'm just talking to your phone. All right. Well, I don't know, man. We'll think about There's that. There's some resist. I'm I'm resisting a little bit. All right. Well, 
Uh, we'll find something where you get to talk more than just chiming in on no, my stories. I like the chiming in. I'm fine being the <laughs> Costello to your Abbott or the, the Hardy to your Laurel the or whatever. Garfunkel to my Simon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, yes. I could uh, be Andy Richter to your Conan. I don't care. I'm going to bring Sorry, the ukulele. <laughs> And then we're going to do a group sing-along. So I'm going to learn a song that pretty much everybody will know. And then we all can sing along to me on the ukulele. I think that would be fun. Sure. What's it going to be? Is it going to be boop on the schnoop? (laughs) Boop and the schnoop. Boopity-boop and the schnoop schnoop. I expect boops on the schnoop would just happen. There is potential. You would do a good job with it. But that's a lot of people looking at us for a long time. Looking at me specifically. But this is like... My what I do right like yeah. I go stand on a stage yeah. and talk to people just all the time. Drag my ass out there. I'm just like not doing that usually. Anyway, it's like you'll just be sitting on the couch. You can't see the audience on the stage like that because <sighs> the lights are on you. <sighs> and uh, and mm-hmm. I am a pro at this. It's I hundred mm-hmm. percent can put this show together, and it would be really entertaining. And so the question, the only question is, could we actually fill a big enough? theater i don't know that we need 2500 people but could we get a thousand people to come to our theater and pay whatever it would have to be to kind of justify having a sound guy and a light guy and the stuff on the stage which dog wrangler a gaffer a best boy a key grip i mean i think we'd need an av team like having done some high production events naming things that i've seen in Credits, I have no idea what all this is. No. We need a couple AV guys and a lighting guy, and then I don't know what they charge for those theaters or whatever, but I think when we saw David Sedaris, like, that was like 25 bucks or something, right? Like, it wasn't a ton. I think you were more than that. Was it more than that? Depends on where you sit, right? Yeah, and GR Dad's like, well, people are going to want to pet the dog, so that would be like VIP pre-show. We have a limited number, and you can come backstage and get a selfie with the dogs uh, i don't know man i think this is such a good idea and then if it works we can go to like philly <laughs> new york jeez like places that we can drive uh. the dogs if we do a little tour we can do like philly new york boston oh, um new haven boston new haven and then like come back we could definitely get like richmond sure uh virginia you know. beach that's close that's like in the middle, <laughs> that's in the middle, in the middle of, of the state <laughs> never mind uh, we are going to Virginia Beach in a few weeks. I'm going to run an ultramarathon there, but the dogs are not coming. I'm not. You're not going to come? No, running an ultramarathon. You're not running. You're going to come, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, the reason enough to come is that we're staying at the Doubletree and you get those cookies. Uh, I, I'm coming. I'm just not running. Those Doubletree cookies are, I think, my favorite cookies. They are. Cookies. You love those cookies. Oh, my God. You ones. I don't Jared, know. The, the ones the United makes, like the, the warm cookies in flight are pretty good, too. I mean, that's just because, like... They're warm. They're nice, warm cookies in flight. They're That's not clear. actually that good. No, they're, but under the circumstances, That's they're pretty true. good. That's true. Uh, but you once bought me a I tin did. of Double Tree cookies. Like, usually you get the one cookie when you check in. But you can buy a six-pack of those cookies, I think, on their website. And I had never indulged myself. And GR Dad once bought me a six a tin of those cookies. And for a week, I was just like, oh, my God, you love me so much. This is the best. I love these cookies. I love you. I love these cookies. <laughs> I love you, and I love these cookies. Huh. I should do that again. You did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, there will be a poll on the social medias about if you, like, for real would come to our show in D.C. if we did one this summer. Ugh. I think it would be amazing. Ugh. I would love to do it. 
You should just do some outside with like 25 people or something. I mean, we've done that already. Oh, yeah, it's called a meetup. Never yep, mind. That's gone fine. Yeah, that's, uh, that's without all the programming. Yeah, I think it would be fun. I'm also like un totally unrelated to our live show working on uh, like a new motivational speech topic based on my running, which I've already been practicing, but it requires me to do the 100 miler to like really have a good finish to it. So I can't debut that. But my goal is to like get invited to like a local TEDx so I can give that in the summer because I think it would be fun. Huh. I think I got stuff to say that motivates people. That's true. You have to finish. You never know if you're going to finish. I know. You might get bit by a spider. Yeah, we just finished watching the Blair Braverman Naked and Afraid where she got bit by a brown recluse spider and she had to leave early. And then she's like, 12 hours after I left, Holy I had to go smokes. to the hospital and I was in there for an emergency and I had to stay for like five days and she's got a picture and all her veins have turned black from it the infection. Terrifying. Holy fuck, man. So she did that last summer and she kept it a secret from everyone until now. Yeah. It's now the next spring. Yeah, crazy. That's pretty cool. You know, she's done a lot of stuff since then. Uh -huh. That's pretty cool. I don't think Blair listens to our podcast, but... She's amazing. Good job on finishing the I Did Her Blair. It was awesome. She's amazing. I uh, signed up for the live stream so I could, like, watch her finish and track her sort of obsessively. It was pretty good. Yeah, there's some crossover there since she's got a lot of dogs that she obviously loves a lot. She also has a lot of dogs. She has more dogs than us. Many more dogs than us. For now. <laughs> <laughs> I told your dad, I'm like, clearly we can't foster any more dogs because they're all so good. <sighs> yep. yep, 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 yep. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Barb Nelson was just sending me a video of Sizzle, and she's just so uh, wonderful and happy there. Sizzle with her little vampire teeth. That's she's a little was. vampire. She's a little vampire. <laughs> She's so wonderful. If I hadn't, like when we got her, I think I've told the story, like I knew that Barb was looking to adopt a second dog. And so when we got her, I was like, oh man, this dog would be perfect for them. And so. But it turns out she would have been perfect for us too. That If I had not been kind of texting with Barb about her ahead of time, we totally would have kept Sizzle. Yeah, little vampire. Uh, and I mean, I think... It, it's so much better for her to like oh, have the fantastic. more focused love. Like she's totally great. better for her to be there than here because mm -hmm. she really needed uh, focused you know, she, love. Yeah, she had such a rough life before that she needed that attention and not to be one of six. But uh, we would have loved to keep her. Yeah. And now I got my boyfriend, and he's wonderful. Gozer, just she got adopted. I don't think I talked about it on the last podcast, but they just posted her adoption announcement. Um, the Gozerian. Go, she needed to go. She was a wonderful dog <laughs> and did not yeah, fit did, with did our not, family at all. Did not gel all. the same way. That's right. <laughs> well, we've had a lot of fosters like that. Did not gel the same way. I mean, nobody really did. Sizzle fit in really well. Obviously, yeah. you know, Maggie and Jasmine were great. Mm -hmm. um, and Queso, I wouldn't even say that Queso gelled that much because she was just so traumatized when she came here. Yeah, but well, we also couldn't give her up. There's no way. Yeah, we're just like, well, we're not going to traumatize her anymore. No. I right, hear dear dad, you hold the phone for a second. I have to kill a bug. Oh, goodness. See? Oh, yeah. What do you call those things? A skeeter eater? Skeeter eater. They're like those giant mosquitoes that aren't actually mosquitoes. They, they don't, don't bite you. They don't bite you, but they look like if they did, they could drain you of all your blood. Did you get it? No. Ah, oh, for Pete's sake. It's up, it's up here now. Yeah, well. I think, 
<laughs> it's real angry though. It's just afraid. Think of it as afraid. I, I would like to think of it as dead. <laughs> Trying to kill it with a squeaky snake is what? probably not. Why don't like... you throw a towel at it or something? Where did it go now? Just I love throw... oh, there it. Is. Okay. Uh, this is high drama, actually. I I sound a little resigned, but well, for the mosquito, for the giant mosquito eater, it's skeeter eater, as you say. It's high drama since it's life or death. Okay, out of the lamp. Yeah. Did I get it? Well, <laughs> let's just say you did. I saw something get flinged into the kitchen, so. Nope, it's back in the lamp. Oh, okay. Jen, Jen has the giant snake ah. for the dogs, and she's trying to smush the, the giant mosquito with it. Sorry, so it's it very inefficient and squeaky. I think ah. this would be comical because of the squeaky sounds, actually. Uh, it turns out the door to the porch was open because Keza was outside. That's Except Keza was inside. That's what's so letting in the bugs. It let in Keza <laughs> and bugs. Okay. Thank you for holding the phone. It's not that heavy. I, uh, I'm scoping out proper podcast equipment for us with like a little mixer box. Not and... just now. You were killing a big bug. Yes, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Independently. Oh. Uh, I feel like it's time for us to upgrade from the phone. And so I'm doing some research. I don't know. One phone, day. Phone's easy for me to handle. One day you'll listen to this podcast and you'll be like, oh my God, they don't sound tinny anymore. They sound so good. And it's because I will finally have just like dropped the whatever it's going to cost 500 bucks on like a proper set of like beginner podcast equipment. And oh. it'll be great. Um, I'm going to take voice lessons too. Hey, baby. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need new equipment. We just need. Better voice training. Better voices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice work, Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, I have been told that I have a very good radio voice by lots of independent people. So yes, I'm not worried me. that that's the problem. Well, yeah, but you're biased. Lots of people hear me on the radio and they're like, damn, you got a great voice for radio, which I try not to take as, and we're glad we don't have to see your face. No, that the insult is you have a face for radio. You have yeah. a voice for radio is a compliment. I know. You got a face for TV is also a compliment. I do not have a face for TV. Ugh. Here's the thing. Like I do radio and then I get invited to do more radio. I do TV and then I don't hear anything from anyone. Like I do a radio show and then like they're calling me within a month and like, you want to come back on the radio show? You want to come on the radio show again? The TV, like MSNBC, I do a segment on there and they're like, thanks. No, that's that's just because they're all corrupt and they, they you know... It's all dishonest. This is the classic JR deadline. Not merit based. <laughs> if it were well, merit based, you'd be on there every week. I didn't do the best job because I think they're like, it was a fake news thing, and they're like, so Dr. Goldbeck, are people responsible for like making their own judgment calls about what they see online? And I was like, well, you know, it depends. <laughs> like such the academic answer in MSNBC. I know, they'd rather have you yelling at well, someone it's like, else. No. Know. It's too hard, and Everyone's it's the job an of idiot. Facebook to Everyone's fix this. Everyone's an idiot. <laughs> Just the conservatives that are not your audience are responsible for not being idiots. Yeah, you couldn't do that. You. It's also not true. Like some, some scientific integrity. There's more fake news on the conservative side, but there's plenty of liberal fake news, and liberals also believe the liberal fake news. There you are with your, you know... This is why I'm not good on TV. Reason and data and analysis. No, give me an hour-long show on NPR, and then... 
Everyone loves me. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see. All right. Taste of the Keys. I'm going to have to pause this because I'm going to read you the story. Hang on. All right. I've been saving this one. This is the one that I said last week I was going to do. It's a pretty good one. But I wanted to wait for you. So I'm going to just read you straight from Conk Life. Um, this is by Guy DeBoer, who also wrote the Butterbean story. Butterbean. Guy, you Drama. do such good work. Butterbean saga. All right, a Stock Island man. So Stock Island is the is basically part of Key West. It's the island right before you get to Key West. It has a naval air base. It does. It has a naval air base. It's got Rustica, the pizza place that we really like, we like really DOC, like. Neapolitan Pizza. Um, but it also has like the community college and the hospital and the sheriff's office, like all the stuff that kind of needs space that doesn't fit on Key West. It's on Stock Island. So a Stock Island man is returning to prison for close to five years after pleading out to attacking another man with a knife and biting his finger. (laughs) (coughs) Ted Williams, 41, so not the other Ted Williams. He's dead. Pleaded no contest on March 7th to felony battery. You know, if it were the other Ted Williams and he bit some guy's finger, it would explain why that Ted Williams is here again. Like (laughs) zombie Ted Williams. Yeah, his head is frozen, I think. Oh, is that right? don't know if that was a Simpsons episode or that's true, <laughs> so never mind. Don't come here for those facts. Yeah. <laughs> this is Monroe County Circuit Court Judge Mark Jones sends him to 57.57 months in Florida State Prison. Probably means 57. 57.57 <laughs> months in Florida State Prison. That seems like, that's like me paying the bill and it's like, what's the tip? And then I like make up weird, like, oh, it's, this one's a palindrome. That's a perfect square if I do this. <laughs> like just 57.57. This will be Williams' second time in prison in Florida since 2015. He also has served time in North Carolina. Monroe County Sheriff's Office deputies arrested Williams on March 6, 2018. I should do this in my radio voice. <coughs> Monroe County Sheriff's Office deputies arrested Williams on March 6, 2018, after being called to a house on Geiger Key about Williams being intoxicated in the residence and armed with a knife. The victim, a 46-year-old man, told deputies that Williams was a co-worker and that they had an argument that escalated and became physical. All right, that's enough of the radio voice. (laughs) (laughs) I can read copy like nobody's business. Like nobody's business. He said Williams, without being provoked, tried to cut his neck with an 8-inch knife and bit one of his fingers. (sighs) Quote, I could see teeth marks in his finger and blood, a deputy wrote in his report. Ow! <laughs> Another man in the house corroborated the victim's account of what happens, and William was detained, then arrested and taken to the, Mud- uh, the Monroe County Detention Center on Stock Island. A deputy wrote that without questioning and in a spontaneous utterance, William said he bit the victim's finger oh off. Oh, my God. The guy's a, that, that deputy is a lawyer because he didn't Mirandize the guy, so he couldn't question him. <laughs> But a spontaneous utterance is also a hearsay exception. So That's the guy nice. is like totally making stuff up. <laughs> Legal commentary. To get the guy to, to as an admission that he bit the guy's finger. <laughs> On March 5th, 2015, Judge Jones sentenced William to 38 months in prison after Williams pleaded no contest to burglary of a dwelling, aggravated assault, and petite theft. Petty theft. I bet. Is, that, is that how, when, for petty theft, that's how you spell it? Like petite? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh. As opposed to grand. I, you know, this is not part of my life. Yeah, yeah. Theft of any type or legal charges. Petty theft. Have you ever been arrested? Nope. Me either. Close, but no. Yeah. That's a good story that you could tell in the live show. That's a good story. No, people will know. But you didn't get in trouble. Too much. Yet. 
Because nobody knows about it. That's not true. Nobody's going to come back and be like, that thing that you did that you didn't get in trouble for at the time, we're now arresting you for. Because it wasn't really a crime, like a crime, if they didn't press charges. I don't know. I didn't bite anyone's finger off. I promise you that. No, it was not that dramatic. It was just kind of drunken antics. But it's a great story. Oh, my God. Good visuals. Like, we could put up pictures. <laughs> anyway. If you guys come to life. the live show, you'll be able to hear the story. Conk life. He, he treated... The, the petty theft probably was, like, stealing the finger. <laughs> no, no. This is the 2015 charge, oh, the last time he was in jail. Summerlin Key. He was also arrested on July 2nd, 2014 on Summerlin Key after going aboard a woman's houseboat and stealing several items. The woman found William sleeping next to a bicycle and called friends for help. They confronted Williams, who began swinging a knife, then got on his bicycle and left. He's a pattern of swinging that knife. Also, fleeing on a bicycle is just, like, hilarious <laughs> and a little sad. Deputies found him behind a gas station on Summerlin Key with some of the stolen items. And you can't get far in the Keys. It's like no, it's one road. Go one way or the other or turn into the water. North Carolina, Williams served time for assault on an officer or state employee, resisting an officer, causing damage to property, breaking and entering a vehicle in larceny. So uh, now he's back in jail for biting a dude's finger off. <laughs> People, we say it every episode, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Don't drink too much or do don't drugs. Don't do drugs. I'm sure there were drugs involved. Don't, don't do drugs. Don't bite anyone. Keep your hands to yourself. Be nice. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. <laughs> So there you go. This is number two. That's a good one. In what will likely be a long line of people biting other people <laughs> in the conk life. I now keep an eye out for people biting other people. It's very primitive. Oh my God. It's so good. So there you go. I've been excited to share this conk life. Chomping. I bit the dude's finger off. Chomping. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't bite people unless they ask you to. But it was without questioning and a spontaneous utterance. Yeah. I mean, this... You know, oh man, that's like have, a law school exam. You have a future as a defense attorney in the Keys. Can you imagine? I can't defend a guy who you who can defend admits Florida to the man. police. The first thing I'll do is admit that they bit the finger off. I can't defend that. No, man, you're totally gonna be like he wasn't Mirandized. And are you sure that was a spontaneous utterance? You were questioning him, deputy. See? Yeah, and you know what the judge is gonna say? Did you bite his finger off? And the guy's gonna be like, "Yep." <laughs> You still get paid, though. Yeah, and, I, and I'm doing a Lionel Hutz. I rest my case. You mean you have no further evidence? Oh, I thought that was just a figure of speech. No, I have more to say. <laughs> this is great. Oh, oh my gosh. GR Dad, defense attorney to Florida man. This is, that is a losing job. Wait, what do you mean I get paid? The dude's going to jail. He's not paying me. You make him pay first. Look. <laughs> First he that's, pays you, then you defend him in court. That's so unsavory. Oh my gosh, this would be great. Think of him. all the amazing stories we'd have. Finger biter. <laughs> now you're like, well, this person got pissed off because their boss didn't like him. He's and now the you're knife gonna be swinger. Like, this guy swung a knife and like stabbed a fish and then yeah. jumped off a liveaboard's boat. The, the lobsters were too small or oh, too big. We would have like such great your honor, he's clearly, his vision isn't good enough to distinguish big from small lobsters. <laughs> the guy can't read a tape measure. He's dyslexic and he thought yeah. it was 90 inches instead of nine. Yeah, a, anyone could make that mistake. Anyone who's dyslexic, your honor, maybe you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ableist? Are you calling my client the R word? <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. It's fun to joke about. Think about it. I don't know, man. New new job for Dear Dad. It does, just doesn't seem like it's got a lot of future. Oh, I love it. All right, uh, so there you go. Taste of the keys. Biting more fingers. If you have a phone, you have a lawyer. <laughs> Gr Dad. One eight hundred Gr Dad. <laughs> I'll do the voiceover on your commercial. <laughs> There are like local Florida Keys commercials. Yeah. On Woke TV. up hungover with bloody finger in your mouth. Don't know what happened. Don't call the cops. Call a lawyer. Dear Dad is here to serve you. <laughs> Dear Dad, prevent you from going to jail. Oh my God. Mostly. It'd be great. Then we get like a little picture. Like unless, unless he confessed. Headshot of you. Like a little flashing. One eight hundred GR Dad. So bad. One eight hundred not guilty. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> this is gonna be great. Um. All right. You have a German word of the week for us. Oh yeah. Geheimniskrämerei. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> you would like it. <laughs> like excessive secrecy. Or like ex- you know. Being too secretive. Use it in a sentence. And not like, my boyfriend is Geheimniskrämerei. Yeah, zu viel Geheimniskrämerei ist nicht gut für ein Verhältnis. No, yeah, okay. Interesting. Getting all into your own, like being too secretive. Yeah. You gotta talk, you gotta talk about it. You gotta talk about it. (laughs) All right, Geheimniskrämerei. Geheimniskrämerei. All right, nice. I like it. Hmm? Um... All right, I think that's it from us this week. Don't bite anyone unless they oh, ask you to. Get some books on tape. Oh, yeah, Audible's our sponsor. <laughs> we may, I have been talking to people about actually getting us some like real sponsors, like me undies or Casper mattresses or HelloFresh or something. Bobby Parker. Yeah, so, uh, so that's in the works. So you may actually hear me reading like. So it'd be like. Jen pays the mortgage on her, her beach, beach house. Her beach house, yeah. I do. We do have a mortgage We're on that stealing house. from Conan O'Brien's Conan's, webcast, yeah, all of his ads are in podcast. a section called Conan O'Brien pays off the mortgage on his beach house. So it could be GR mom and dad pay off the mortgage on their keys house. Yeah, although we may have to pay him if we say that. So maybe we shouldn't because he's yeah. already rich. We do have to pay for like all the random dog stuff we buy to keep people entertained like this little dispenser thing. Yeah, well, we'll see if we can... Cash in on those photos. I know. Uh, so anyway, there may be like proper ads, which I promise to try to make funny coming um, to help pay for our podcast fees. They and better be funny, all sorts man. of stuff. But in the meantime, Audible is our sponsor. Get yourself an audiobook. Audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio. Thank you to your dad for taking care of the business. Hey, you know, got to contribute somehow. Otherwise, you're just going to go off on your own from now on and be like, that was pretty good without this guy. I don't think that's drag true. his dead ass around all the time. The the compliments I got on last week's podcast were not, wow, that was great without GR Dad. And it was like, I liked your story about touching that painting. And I liked your audio design with the yep. little spy music in the background, which true. I got to say, I was... The jazz, the smooth so, jazz. I'm not sure that it was spy music. It was just jazz. <laughs> it's supposed to be sort of... Sp- by oh, like, like in yeah 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 oh, like pink right, panther right. like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. 
So that's what it was supposed to be like. I was very proud of it, and I'm glad people <laughs> liked it. A few, a few people commented on it. I'm glad yeah, they no, liked I it. I can see you're like much more cramped your style now. It's like, well, I was just like, it's just going to be me talking. Do with Dingo around. It's so sad. <laughs> How do I make the audio more interesting since I don't have you offering pithy, entertaining commentary? <laughs> you're so, now you're just pandering. Because <laughs> I love you. Oh, thank you. I want you to keep All doing right. podcasts with me. I will. Of course. Um, of course. So that was just to like add a little bit of interest since I didn't have you. <laughs> I, I can, if it makes sense, I'll totally put the. We could Pink do Panther me music and in. music. I don't think they have to be exclusive. I mean, no, for, that's true. Uh, going with the flow. It seemed like it fit last week. If it fits again, I'll totally do background music. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of stories about your life. I have not that many. So. No, I've done. Well, as I said in the podcast last week. You are typically more concerned with following the rules than me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a I also don't like to admit stuff. That is a big part of the problem. I've done a lot of stuff, but I'm not going to tell everybody about my stuff. You don't even tell me about it. Well, you know. Hmm. <laughs> Got to start with not telling somewhere. <laughs> Can't keep a secret if you don't keep it from right at the beginning. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Fair enough. Uh, oh, here I know. I, I do have one other dog bit that I want to put in. Dog bite? Not, no, and not a dog lick. Though I keep trying to get Kesa to lick my face. She's she was she booped your face, didn't that's, she? That's the story I wanted to tell. So oh. when I got home from Columbus... Sorry, everyone. No, no, it's fine. Uh, she was super excited to see me when I got home from Columbus. And she was drinking her water. And like she'll kind of gallop around when she's excited. She was really wound up. And so I got my face down by her face, which is what I do all the time going. And I go, okay, so how about you give me a face lick? And then she just turned her face away. And instead she turned her face towards me and she smooshed her nose onto my cheek. Deliberately moved to her face into your face. Absolutely. She did not lick at all, but she smooshed, smooshed her little nose onto my face. She has, uh, in German, the word is called Beishemmung. Like yeah. that's what good dogs have. They, they're, they have like a bite block. They're not supposed to bite you. Yeah. And she has leckhemmung. <laughs> she can't, it's like she just can't, she's prevented from licking somehow. She stops yeah. herself from licking. And licking in general is, is kind of not her thing, mm -hmm. but especially face licks. So we have this theory that, or I have this theory that she used to be, like got yelled at if she licked someone's face. I, I am 100% on right? board with that theory. Yeah. yeah, she's been clearly trained to not lick. I know, which is, we're going to have to undo all this training. And she's an old dog learning yeah. new tricks. Oh, I didn't um, think that was possible. Yeah, so she did give you the one face lick the one time. That was an accident. I got the nose boop. So we just... We're going to get her there. We're going to get her there. You keep smearing peanut butter on your face. People keep going like, oh, she loved those mashed potatoes. Did you try putting them on your face? You guys, I have put every food <laughs> substance in the house on my face to try to get her to lick it. I've tried. She won't. She certainly won't lick my mouth. I put it on my cheek, peanut butter, <laughs> chocolate sauce, mashed potatoes, melted like cheese. Others use face masks and you just put food on your face. Any kind of food. She'll lick it off my hand, and then I'm like, here's the face. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I Get can't the... lick your face. You're disgusting. Wipe that off. Go clean yourself up, she turns Jen. away in disgust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've tried everything on my face, and it doesn't work. She's but I'm pretty judgy. I got a boop, so that's yeah. something. Yeah. And we keep encouraging her, and we'll keep being nice to her. Yeah. Um, all right. Don't bite anyone. Keep your hands to yourself. Be nice to people. 
Wash your hands. Yep. Yep. Talk to you next week. Keep being awesome. Bye. Bye.